Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Klaviyo comes in. Klaviyo helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Klaviyo. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is going to be down in the show notes below. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm Dylan Kelly, founder of Wavebreak, host of the Wavebreak Podcast. And if you're new here at Wavebreak, we help e-commerce brands scale by building and managing profitable email campaigns. The secret to scale is the higher the lifetime value, the better. And the way you get that is with more repeat purchases. And when you have a higher lifetime value, you can scale your company like crazy. And one of the times that's really hard for retailers is the holiday season, right? Black Friday, like it's this huge opportunity and you want to make sure you capitalize on it. So what do you do to actually capitalize? Well, the majority of your sales, over 50%, sometimes this number can get closer to 80 to 90% of your sales on Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, they're coming from your existing customer base and email list. And they're coming from the the people who already know about you. So what you want to do is you want to build your email list and leverage it. That's your biggest, that should be your biggest source of where your customers are. Uh, And what you want to do starting now as soon as possible is warm that list up so you're not just randomly popping up out of nowhere being like, hey, come buy from our sale, right? You want to build a real relationship. And that's what we talk about in this episode with Chris, um, which I'll get into more specifics around the episode. But we talk about adding value. We talk about, you know, not just asking for the sale all the time. And we're going to teach you how to do that. By doing that, you're going to make more money via email. If you want to learn exactly how to do that, specifically how to warm up your email list using a strategy called priming to have customers converting higher than ever through the email channel, all you got to do is download our free Black Friday email marketing checklist. It walks you through how to warm up your email list, the exact email sequence that you should be using on Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, as well as a few bonus tips and mistakes to avoid. Um, that'll give you an edge over the competition and y- you you can't have a successful Black Friday without email. And if it's an afterthought, you're going to leave a ton of money on the table. So to go pick that up, click the link down in the show notes below. You can pick it up at blackfridaychecklist.com as well if you prefer to type it in. If you click that link down below, uh, the episode will keep playing so you're not going to lose your spot or anything. Don't do it if you're driving. Wait till the end of the episode. Um, but you know, if you're at the gym, if you're going for a run, I don't know when you're listening to this, maybe you're mowing the lawn, getting that last cut in of the year, you know, walking the dog. 
press that link before you forget. Uh, get that checklist. It's 100% free and it's just packed with, you know, literally step by step what you need to do to get your email list ready to have your best Black Friday ever. Blackfridaychecklist.com. Um, speaking of adding value, today I'm really excited uh, for today's episode. I'm talking with Chris Gronkowski. He's the founder and CEO of Ice Shaker. They've been on a tear lately. And that's one of the topics that we talk about. We talk about a lot of things, but yeah, we, we, we talk about, you know, the concept of adding value in your marketing. Um, we also talk about his experience raising an investment on Shark Tank from Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. He also dives into the number one problem that he's faced growing the business and how he solved it. We also dive into his strategy around hiring and removing himself from the day-to-day of the business as it scales. Like the title says, he was able to grow this business from, you know, $80,000 in total sales in the first six months in the business to over $3 million. And we get to peek behind the curtain today and hear exactly what they're doing and how he was able to scale this business. So without further ado, thanks so much for coming on the show, Chris. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So for, for the people who don't know who you are, uh, can you just give us a little bit of your background and kind of explain your company and what you're doing over there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, middle of five brothers. Uh, four of us went on to play in the NFL. The oldest brother uh, played minor league baseball. Uh, went on, uh, played four years in the NFL myself, and then went on to um, actually start a business with my wife. Uh, something that did really well for us about five years in. Uh, I stumbled upon this great idea to create a shaker bottle. Uh, really, I was sick of just the, the plastic shaker bottles on the market. I was at the gym. It was super hot out. A bottle was sweating everywhere. The water was warm and had this great idea that I wanted to make the best bottle that I possibly could for myself. And, and with that, I went home and uh, started researching, started making prototypes and um, soon enough had something on the market. Six months in, got into uh, ABC Shark Tank where uh, I was able to pitch all the sharks, get offers from all five and ended up closing a deal with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. Uh, really took us to the next level, helped fund us to... Uh, bring in more products. And now today we have over 150 different SKUs, different varieties of uh, bottles and colors. So it's been a good run so far. That's awesome. And so for, for the people who don't know, these are like like a protein shaker cup, kind of like you you take the cup, you put your protein or whatever supplement in it. And then like, I don't know, usually a ball or something. And then you shake it up and then it like mixes the drink, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really started as a, yeah, one, one bottle really was a shaker cup. And, um, had it really geared towards the gym. It's people that went to work out, drank protein shakes. But since then, the product's really evolved to uh, really demographics of everyone. We have tumblers, wine cups, champagne flutes, um, really any type of bottle you can think of. Uh, we have, I and mean, it's really, um, it's geared towards everyone. Even our shaker bottle is more of a water bottle with additional features. Uh, so they're going to have stuff like uh, a handle on them. It's going to have measurement markings inside the bottle. It's going to have an agitator to break up any powders or protein, stuff like that. But it's also going to work as a strainer, which is really cool about our bottles is they all hold ice for a really long time uh, with with the vacuum insulation. And so with that, a lot of other bottles, the spouts get clogged and our, our agitator actually will stop that from happening. and will always allow you to have good water flow. So really tried to think of everything. Um, and we are onto our third edition of the shaker bottle. So as we went along, we wanted to be as agile as possible and fix any little issues we have and really make the best bottle we could. So third version uh, after three years. And it's really at that point now where we really feel good about it. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So like fast forwarding to now, 
Um, like you kind of given us a history of the business. Like, can you give us a rundown of where the business is at now? Like you mentioned, you've added a lot more new products. Like where are you now in terms of revenue or like employees, if you can somehow share the size of your business? Yeah, for sure. After one year, uh, for just an update on it, we had, we were, we were lucky enough to, to be featured after the one year point, uh, where you see companies come back and get shown on there. So when we went on to the show, I was about six months into the company. Uh, we had about $80,000 in sales within, uh, within a year after Aaron on Shark Tank, we were over 3 million in sales. Uh, at that point we had about 80 SKUs. So we are, we have almost doubled, uh, just the amount of products since then. And, um, you know, went from really from one employee, uh, at the time, uh, really all the way up until just recently, uh, really, I think we had three at the beginning of this year and I think we're up to about seven employees now. So still a small operation and, um, you know, we're still, we're still not that, not that big, but it's growing fast. Nice. That's awesome. Congrats on the growth. Like that's really fast growth. How did you go from 80 K to 3 million so fast? Uh, really the, the exposure from shark tank, it was absolutely huge for us, but, um, that only lasts for so long. So at that point, uh, it really gave us a, a proof of concept and, and really gave us that trust that we needed to give us all the reviews that we needed. And then I just had to keep that wave going. And uh, with that, it was all about, you know, optimizing the website, making it as best I could. It was about bringing a new product, uh, talking to customers, seeing what they wanted and then and then acting on it. So uh, we saw a trend that, you know, we had a lot of females buying the product, but they weren't buying anything for themselves. They were buying it for their husbands, kids or grandkids. And realize that if we brought in something for them, you know, we'd be able to double or, or, or triple our sales or at least sell more than one bottle to that person. Uh, so early on went right after different types of bottles like tumblers and, and wine cups, because we saw that, that, uh, that pattern and, and wanted to capitalize on it. Uh, just also had to just keep the wave going. Uh, we had to, I had to learn how to, to do paid advertising, uh, really learned how to do, uh, Facebook ads, uh, Instagram, but also Google, even, even Pinterest, uh, ads as well. So really just had to kind of dig deep and, and learn different tactics and, um, and also emails, emails as well has been, uh, has been huge for us. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I think one like underrated way to grow a business. Um, and this is like, I talked with a founder the other day on the podcast from a company called Oliver Cabell, who they like, like one of their strategies for growth is like, they literally just drop a new shoe every single week and like everybody just buys it, which is really smart of you to see like, Hey, like, we're getting a ton of female customers, but we don't have products for them. What if we add those? And obviously it's had a significant impact on your business. Yeah, it has. It's done really well for us. And uh, going back to kind of how they drop one every week, that has been a, a strategy for us as well. And and we come in with just limited patterns and um, and colors that, that we'll release for certain times of the year that we really started to uh, realize that that's, that's big for us. Uh, we wanted to slow down on how many SKUs we had and really focus on our basics and then uh, really just start to drop these kind of just one or two or three, maybe uh, a month, different color variations and, and they're limited. So it's, it's a, it's a one-time purchase where hey, if you really want it, you have to grab it now because it might be gone. And once it's gone, we might never bring it back. So just a, a great strategy and really always keeps everything fresh as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel feel like it's a great idea for that type of product too because it's like something, it's like your water bottle. Like you see it every day and you just kind of get like numb to it almost. And one thing that's interesting about your product too is like obviously it's way higher quality than the typical product. But with that, it comes at a higher price. Like the typical shaker cup is like, 
$10 or so and your products are like 30 to 40, give or take, like what are some of the ways that you communicate, you know, the value of your product to get people to still convert, even though, you know, it might be triple the price of what people are used to paying for something like this? Yeah, early on, it was a lot of just going to booths and actually showing people the difference. Uh, we'd set up booths and, and we we would take a, a regular bottle, a regular plastic shaker bottle that would cost you, you know, 10 bucks and we'd fill it with ice and we'd, we'd take an ice shaker and we'd put it on the table and we fill it with ice in the morning and, you know, halfway through the day, the plastic bottle would be sweating everywhere. Uh, you know, there'd be no ice left in and people would pick up our bottle and say, wow, you guys got to be, you know, there's no way there's ice in here. And they would think we'd be, you know, stacking it with, with rocks or something, but They'd open it up, you know, they, they touch on the outside, you know, they wouldn't feel it. So they'd open it up, they'd shake it, they do everything and just realize that, you know, this is just such a, such a better product than, than what they're using. And for us, it was conveying the message also that you're not going to buy, you know, five of them in one year. It, it really is a bottle that, you know, you might never have to buy again if you don't lose it or, or drop it or run it over with your car or something crazy. Uh, you might not ever have to buy one again. So, it was really just about getting uh, it really telling people exactly what it was, what it did and, and portraying that. So it, it, it took a lot. It took a lot of different videos to really explain it. Uh, it took a lot of just educating the customer about why our bottle was so much better. And at that point, they understood the price point. Yeah, that's awesome. And I see now too, like you guys have tons and tons of reviews for every single product on your website. So I'm sure that helps too. Now, how do you go about like, like, do you think that having such a great product like plays to the fact that you have so many reviews or do you guys just really hunt down to get those like super proactively? Uh, so, I mean, we do have a good app that, that does a good job. But when I talk to my success manager uh, with Yapo is, is who we use, uh, they come back every time and just say, wow, I can't believe you know how well you guys perform. I mean, the amount of reviews you guys have coming in is crazy. Uh, so we do it, 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 I think it's more of uh, just the, the brand that we built that we're going to be super interactive. We're going to give a lot of free advice away. We're going to give out free workouts, free meal plans, and we're going to interact with, with people that, that interact with the brand. Uh, it's not just a brand page. It's also my personal page that I'm going to reach out on. And, uh, I think people really feel like they're a part of the team and that's why we get so many reviews and, and get so many good reviews as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Like people love to buy, but they hate being sold. And when you're adding value like that, it's just easy for them to, I mean, to buy into what you're doing. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it helps too, to just uh, that people know who's behind the brand uh, and they could also see what, what we're doing. I mean, they see us hustling. Uh, they see me up, you know, sometimes at 3am at the store, uh, getting a big order done and, and, um, so people, I think, definitely respect that, and they also want to, you know, help out someone that's that's working hard, and, and they can see that they're working hard. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Did you know that Shopify can't help you restore things that get deleted or accidentally changed in your store? Meet Rewind. Black Friday will be here before you know it. In the event of a data disaster, what do you do? You use Rewind. It's like having a magic undo button. They can back up Shopify and Klaviyo and give you peace of mind. And to help protect every store over the holidays, check out their special new free plan at rewind.io and back up your store today. Link is down in the sponsor section of the show notes as well. 
how are you like how do you communicate that value like are these like workouts are you posting them on instagram you know or like showing your daily life or are these emails you're sending out or like how do you how do you give customers that inside look um to see like I mean, really, it's like it's like the lifestyle you're selling along with the water bottle, too, of like, you know, like the hustle and the grind and, you know, the bottle holds ice for all day. Like it, it can go all day with you. Like, how do you communicate that message? Yeah, definitely. A lot of it through Instagram, a lot of Instagram stories uh, through my personal plus the business page, uh, email blast for sure. Blog post uh, that we throw up on the site that, you know, I, I've, I've done you know, full one week, you know, shreds where I've, I've posted literally every single thing that I did the entire day, plus everything that I ate, you know, times that I woke up, times that I went to bed. Uh, it, it really just gave everyone everything. I mean, people want to have so many questions and, and they want answers to it. So when I could get that detailed down to, you know, how many calories were in the meal that I ate for breakfast and posted on my blog, uh, all in, in a one blog for that, that covers seven days, you know, it's something that they're going to refer to. It's going to be, you know, a, a knowledge bank for them and they're going to really respect it and, and appreciate it. And so, you know, every, every way that we possibly can, we, we try to shoot it out to them and email, uh, LinkedIn as well, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. But, um, it's not like where people think we're doing too much because it's stuff that they want to see, you know, it's stuff that we're not sitting there trying to, Hey, here's this workout, by the way, buy my bottle. It's, Hey, genuinely, this is my workout, you know, try this yourself. It'll definitely help you make, make you live a healthier and more active lifestyle and, and just be in better health overall. So, uh, that's kind of the way we do it. And, uh, with that, if they like it and they respect it and they want to be a part of it, you know, we'd see a lot of sales come in from that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think a lot of brands mess that up. Like they just end up going super corporate and like almost forgetting that it's like other people on the side of the screen. And it's like just going for the sale, whether it's on Instagram or like we, you see this a lot with like e-commerce businesses on Instagram specifically. Like it's just like product, product, product. Um, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's no informing, Absolutely. there's no entertaining, there's no inspiring. It's just like, hey, buy this. And you look at their engagement and it's terrible. Like they'll have like 20,000 followers and be getting like 50 likes a photo. It really goes to show like how powerful that is. And then what I think like we notice this with the brands we work with too, like the more value you give, like when it comes time to sell, like when you drop that new color, you run that Black Friday sale, whatever, you end up making a ton more money because you're not just another brand at that point. Like people feel like they're part of the community, just like it sounds like you've done at Ice, Ice Shaker, which is really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really a main focus for us. And, you know, we really sat down at one point and just said, hey, you know, what, what brand pages do you guys follow? And it was kind of me and my team just sat down and said, what, what, what brand pages do you follow and why? And, uh, you know, when we really diagnosed it, it was, you know, you're not, you're not following it because they're throwing the same product in your face over and over and over again. You know, you're following them because there's something there, either they're entertaining you or they're giving you value or they're helping you out. And that's really, uh, what we saw is, as you know, if we're following them because of that reason, you know, we need to also make our page that same way. And, and that's why we, we really made a big focus on, on, on doing what we do and helping out other people instead of just throwing product in people's face all day. Yeah, I love it. Um, now that we've kind of talked about like all of the, I mean, we've, we've dove into a lot so far. I kind of want to flip the script a little bit and ask like, what is the number one problem that you faced as you've grown the business? Oh man. Um, that's that's hard for me. It was probably just uh, delegating different duties to other people and, and bringing in more people. Uh, came to the point where, you know, from day one, I was doing everything. Uh, 
you know, from from advertising to product development to customer service to packing and shipping and it, it was I mean it was a lot but we were small at the time and I could handle it really after Shark Tank it, it took off and I had to start bringing in more people and um, yeah the hardest part was really just walking away from from certain things uh, from the day to day and realizing that if I stopped doing that I would be able to really get the big picture and see the overall picture really plan this thing out and drive it to where it needs to be instead of being stuck answering a, you know, a customer's email about a package that arrived a day late. And, um, so that's, that was really my toughest part was, was finding good people and, and finding a good team and then, you know, actually showing them how to do it and, and letting them take over that responsibility for me. Yeah. That's something that, that I hear a lot from like the people on this podcast and I'm sure tons of people listening to it are going through a similar spot where it's like they know they need to get to the next level, but it's just letting go is really hard. Um, what were some of the ways that you were able to overcome that? Man, it was really um, just talking to other people. And it was kind of the same message over and over. I actually met with um, a couple guys yesterday that that have started a, a super successful company called Solo Stove. And that was their, they, they're a little further along. And, um, you know, they're in a 50,000 square foot warehouse now that's packed to the ceiling with product and they're absolutely crushing it. But, you know, their word of advice was the same thing. Hey, you know, we wish we hired people sooner. Uh, talking to my dad, who's an entrepreneur himself, he's been in business for over 30 years, just kept saying the same thing to me over and over and over again. You know, it, it's time Like, you need to bring in more people. You can't do everything yourself. If you want to grow, you have to bring in other people. So uh, I think it it finally, you know, after hearing it over and over and over from so many successful people, it came to the point where it's, you know, I, I realized that I was just too deep in it that I, I really had to pull out a little bit to uh, really grow it instead of just working in the business all day, every day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of the things I've heard is like, you can't build big things if you try to do it alone. Um, for, for listeners who might be in a similar position, like what would you recommend they do? Man, say, I mean, really, I, I think I did it the right way. I mean, you have to grind and get it to that point. I mean, you can't bring in people from day one. You want to know your business inside and out. Uh, so so for me, it's, you know, when you can support it, you know, bring it in. If you have enough income coming in that you can afford to, to pay somebody else, then that's a good time to do it. Um, until then, I mean, you do have to grind it out. But if the money's there and, and you're doing well, uh, you can be doing a lot better if you bring in more people and train them and make sure they're good and get them to the same level that you're at. And then you're just going to see double the money come in. Yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like cloning yourself in a way, um, which is really cool. And then if you, it, like if you do it and you have a good process around it too, like you get to the point where you have people who are like better than you at it. And then it's almost like you're getting in the way by, cause you, that's really what, what ends up happening. Like you get in the way of your own success by trying to answer every customer service email or fulfill every order. So yeah, I think that's great advice. We're starting to run out of time here, but before we sign off, do you have any closing thoughts or, or words of advice on for the other people who run these same types of like e-commerce businesses like you do, you know, selling direct consumer products? Do you have any advice that you'd like to end on? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the biggest things for me early on uh, with my website was just uh, just optimizing the actual website. Uh, before you go out and, and spend money on ads, uh, I think what I did too early and, and didn't realize that it was even happening was that, you know, I started running ads to the website and I immediately thought they were, it was ads fault. I thought the ads were bad or the platform just didn't work. 
and I was sitting there trying to, to fix the ads over and over and over again. But when it came down to it and uh, really dug deep, it was it was the website that wasn't converting. Converting rate on the on the site was low, um, and there was reasons for it. There's a lot. Really, really, you want to show people exactly what you're selling from from every angle. They got to almost feel like they have it in their hands uh, before they'll actually buy it. And, and the trust factor has to be there as well, which which I found out was absolutely huge. And and where the the really the the reviews play a huge and major major part of that in as well. So I was really about you know building the website to to be the best site it could be to really inform people, but also gain their trust. It's it's super hard nowadays to uh, get someone to buy off a website when they can go to Amazon and, and, and just click buy and, and get it two days later. So uh, make sure that website's great. Make sure it's the best it could be. Go through it multiple times. You know, ask people what what problems there are, what questions there are, and then make sure that the website answers it uh, before you even waste your money trying to to send people there. So that would definitely be uh, one of my best points of advice uh, before you really, really start cranking on, on your site. Nice. That's awesome. That's great advice. As we start to wrap up here, where can we go to learn more about you and your company? Uh, so definitely can check me out on Instagram at Chris Gronkowski or at Ice Bottle uh, is our, our company page. And then uh, Twitter as well. Uh, same two handles. Facebook, uh, same thing as well. And then uh, our website is iShaker.com. We're also sold uh, nationally in GNC. Uh, we'll be in vitamin shops soon. Uh, we're in Lifetime Fitness and growing fast. So we'll uh, shield, shield sporting goods and we'll, I'm sure we'll end up in a, in a lot more places uh, by the end of this year. So just uh, search, search the name and I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll find it real quick. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely link that all up down in the show notes below. Check it out if you're interested. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Chris. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak Method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. 
You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible. And we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 